Welcome to Multiverse, the key your guide to the comic book multiverse. Now in podcast form, I'm Luke. And I'm Devin. And this week, we're going ape... For space. Or World War II. Or World War II in space. <gasps> this week, our plans to cover heroes once again fell through, which... Life happens sometimes. Mm-hmm. And also, I just got back from New Mexico where I'd been visiting my parents, and I didn't have my uh, Heroes trade on me. And I also spent like seven hours last night playing Red Dead Redemption. Cool. Yeah. Video games. But this week, we are covering Volume 1, number 14, which was plotted by Gary Friedrich with a script by Don Glutt. The concept was by Roy Thomas, Herb Trimpe did the pencils, Pablo Marcos did the inks, D.R. Martin did the colors, and Tom Orzakowski did the letters. And this issue is, what if Sergeant Fury and his howling commandos fought World War II in outer space? (gasps) Which I was sort of disappointed by. A little bit, but I still had a good time. I'm I'm not a big war comic person, but that may just be me. And uh, this takes place on Earth 7918. Like, I thought they tried a bit too hard. Like, especially at the beginning where it's like, it's December 7th, 1941, and Space Station Pearl is about to be attacked. Oh yeah, we didn't need to actually like have that many comparisons. Yeah, it, they kept on being like, and at the exact same time that... The Battle of Midway, yeah, they did that too. Yeah, that all that was a bit unnecessary. It was so on the nose, it was like a, raci- a racist caricature. Wait, no, because that's the exact opposite of being on the nose, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was so on the nose, it was like a picture of me. It no, I can't think of anything that's on the nose. Can you come up with any good analogy? Not really. Yeah. It's too early. It is. Well, it's 10.30. Your time. American time. Though I'm also still dealing with the uh, time split and James sending me to a metaphysical hell dimension for not getting him Orange Julius. James. Um, but yeah, they try and be like, oh yeah, space is divided into alpha and beta sectors based on what side of the sun they're on. And it's like, so we're the alphans, so I, I guess that makes sense. But the betans, the beta aliens, where the hell do they come from and how have they gotten such a big foothold in like the solar system magic and it doesn't even work trying to make it like the eastern and western fronts because space is even more three-dimensional battle focused than like real world war ii was with planes i (sighs) that didn't bother me I think that the uh, Fantastic Four World War II one that they did, where it's just like one page of content, was so much better. I would say I disagree. 
<sighs> but if well, you don't like, but if you don't like what's it called, war comics, then that's what you get. I don't think this was high concept enough. I mean, it was basically one of Nick Fury's World War II comics, but in space. Yeah. So on the ship, Nick Fury is playing cards with the Red Hargrove, and they are on the Alpha side fighting the Batons, who are red-skinned lizardmen. And the Batons attack Space Station Pearl, and, like, that's the thing. Why would they have the exact same names as, well, yeah, it, <sighs> so Fury and Red go to the field, which is actually outside on the ship, and they use the cannon to bring down the ship that hits the cannon where they were, trapping Red and Fury under rubble until their captain, Captain Sawyer, saves them. Sawyer ends up getting fatally injured, and he had actually come because he wanted them to make a new commando squad, so Fury promises to do so, and the Earth then enters into World War II, which doesn't really make sense because this should be like Solar System War One. Then, whatever. Yeah, I. They Someone is being under, a grumpy Gus. They underdeveloped some ideas. I am Luke, like grumpy Gus. And we find out that in this universe, Da Vinci's inventions, instead of just saying as designs, were actually created. So in our world, when we were exploring the world in the 1500s they already had flying machines and when napoleon was around in the 1800s they had landed on the moon and when kitty hawk happened they just got into exploring other galaxies does this mean that there was just like overall general mass genocide in the world this advanced level of travel caused the world to develop differently what countries ended up getting this like would italy have been a world power would like christopher columbus actually have done more to s well no he wouldn't have really done there's a lot of interesting ideas that don't get developed in here in my opinion a little bit yeah for me that's not even see but you're like not even like looking at like the sci-fi aspect of it for me the part that got me was the fact that nick fury is still smoking inside of his helmet <laughs> it's like sarah that's, that is an oxygen tank that is pumping into your suit and it's going to light on fire he's vaping nick fury is face vaping Mm-hmm. well what really got me is like they're like these red-skinned alien monstrosities are worse than any caricature of the Japanese. And it's like, no, no, you're you're wrong. Yeah. Like the, like the red-skinned space lizardmen did not look all that different. From what? From like generic lizardmen. I mean, oh like, yeah, these were not monstrous at all. Like, get me some heptapods. Cause I saw a rival. Uh, yeah. That's what a lot of the, like, the monsters they look like though, back in Marvel's like early 60s, 70s days. So later on on Space Station Midway, Fury has assembled his Howling Commandos who are fighting the Baden Robot Army, which I don't understand why they aren't solely fighting with robots. Yeah. Uh, the team is composed of Dum Dum Dugan, the former Circus Strongman, Gabriel Jones, who has a sonic laser bugle. Sure, let's put science terms together. Izzy Cohen, the mechanic. 
Uh, Dino Manelli, the actor who I thought he would die because he was looking at a picture of a woman who he left on another planet. He's got that red fever or Ziva or Xena. Yeah, I... Sure. And uh, there's also Jonathan Jr. Juniper who went to college. He's a college boy. And then the last member of the team is Robert Rebel Ralston, who was a Kentucky disc jockey who didn't get his own scene. Which was weird. Who's your favorite member of the team? Devin? I mean, normally it's Dum Dum Dugan. As I feel like it is for everyone. But I did like Gabe Jones's awesome, cool laser trumpet. It's a sonic laser bugle, Devin. Sonic laser bugle. Yep, and it was great. So Fury and the team get called in for their first mission, and it turns out that their new commanding officer is a machine. So Fury gets angry and goes to attack it, but he and the other commandos get frozen by weird gas. That way it's able to give them their mission, which is to remain on call for 24 hours until danger passes. Except for Hargrove, who gets assigned to uh, go to the Yorktown carrier. Fury grumbles as he walks away, and he gets zapped in the butt, which is sort of like sexual harassment. It or at totally least is. attack from a commanding officer. And also, I'm I'm a bit sad that after all of that sexual chemistry, Fury and the computer didn't hook up. Mm-hmm. And he also gets threatened by the computer that the computer will be with him at all times, which never really gets extrapolated on. Like, I was expecting that it would have implanted him with something. Oh, it's hidden. But, so. so Hargrove is meanwhile told that he is going to launch an attack from the Yorktown using a carrier in what will be a dangerous attack. Meanwhile, the Batons are planning their own surprise attack, and they want to enslave the Earth, and also they're fine using suicide tactics, which is weird because you're reducing your uh, opponents into non-humans. Yeah. This is weird. It's a weird comic, and it turns out that the but, I mean they're just the doing with what the Japanese did during World War Two. Yeah, but by making them by making the humans heroes and human, and your enemies inhuman lizard people, it's sort of racist. I mean now, but again, you're looking at this as out terms yeah and i'm free to do that because you know i know but you also need to take into context like when this came out it's hella jingoistic yes uh the batons are also secretly working with the german admiral of the yorktown who secretly leaked the information about the baton assault to the uh Alpha Alliance that way when the Alpha army is too weak the Nazis are going to take over the earth because the defenses will be weakened and one of them is Luke's ancestor because they kept referring to him as Hare I heard it Hare is a German title just referring to him by his last name Luke So, Red goes on his mission, and the robots wake up the other commandos because they now need to get the Admiral of the Yorktown ship. While they're going, their ship is attacked, and they end up finding that the 
computer robot who's been giving them news is stuck under metal, so Fury and Gabe save it. I wish they had given that computer a name. Mm -hmm. Like, even BB. Or Compo. Like, everyone else has a fun wartime name. The computer just gets to be the stuck-up computer. Yep. But Fury and Gabe save it. The Batons, meanwhile, realize that they've been tricked into attacking the Midway, so they decide to attack the Yorktown instead. Hargrove, meanwhile, is leading his assault. He gets shot down, so he has to eject from his ship, but he is stuck because his rocket pack is broken. Meanwhile, the team has gone to get the Admiral, and luckily the computer is there to give them permission that they need to reach him, and they find out that the Admiral is actually a traitor. And it turns out that he's actually Baron Strucker, and he is his own army guarding him because he's a goddamn space Nazi. The team fights the space Nazis, and Fury rushes after Strucker, and gets him sent through an airlock where he presumably dies. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if they did a sequel where he somehow came back as the Red Skull because he got oxygen sucked out of his body. Mm-hmm. That would so be cool. Yep. Yeah. When he gets back, the commandos have routed the Nazi supermen, they escape the Yorktown in a bomber, and then they join the assault from the Midway, which attacks with the entire Alpha fleet, and that destroys the Baton flagship. They end up seeing Hargrove on another ship, but the pilot robot doesn't want them to save Hargrove, so Fury threatens the uh, robot, and they're able to get Hargrove off of that. As they leave, though, debris hits the ship, kills the robot, and Hargrove uh, promises to still rebuild it. But because they saved Hargrove and disobeyed orders, they don't end up getting space medals, and like, the war doesn't even end here. So. Yeah. Space war. Space war never changes. Nope. Also, like, the episode cut out recording four times, so. Mm -hmm. If it's disjointed, that's why. But you know what isn't disjointed? What? Trials of... The Multiverse. Actually, that's pretty disjointed. Yeah. Sometime we'll probably need to do a recording where we, like, go over everything else that we've, uh, covered before and don't remember what it is. Mm-hmm. Some spring cleaning. Okay, so let's rank this. Uh, I said I don't think it's better than World War II Secret Invasion. But I do. You do think it's better. Well, right above that is what if Doctor Doom was Sorcerer Supreme. I don't think it's better than that. Like, I didn't care for this comic at all when you did. Okay, where would you where would you rank this? I don't know. Top half. Well, my thought is that we just average based on where we put these two and then put them... On there. Uno momento. And the uh, website's Trials of the Multiverse list is currently updated, so you could just go there. I would put it right under Scroll Gladiators. What number is that? 54. Oof. We've got a big difference there. Because I put it uh, right under the Deadpool from Weapon X, which was 294, so this would be 295, so we'll. Divide those numbers by two. You know what? I actually one. changed my mind. Number one. What? Changed my mind. Number one. God damn it. Devin? But yeah. 
divide for me, Luke. Math. So the point that it would go is between what if Deadpool killed Uncle Ben and Chippy Pool. Okay. So our new number 175 is Earth 7918. World War II in space. And uh, yeah, that wraps us up for this week. Next week we'll hopefully be covering uh, Shiro's. Hopefully. Heroes, heroes, not Shiro's. And uh, Multiverse Q is a weekly podcast. Sometimes we do bonus content. You can find more out about us at multiverseq.com. We're on most of the social medias. If you want to reach out and send us a question, feel free to do that. If you enjoy the podcast and want to support us, we do have a Patreon where you get bonus content. And usually after you donate your first time, we will do an episode based on what we know about you. Uh, Devin, where can people find you online? You can find me on Twitter at FredFett. That's F-R-E-D-D-O-F-E-T-T. Luke, where can people find you? You can find me online at at Coltrick. That's K-O-L-T-R-E-G. We'll see you next week. Peace. Peace.